Sometimes when you're reading the Bible, uh, you'll come across one of these long lists of descendants for a certain person in Scripture. Uh, Sometimes you come across those in the Old Testament. Sometimes in the Gospels, we'll see these lists um, as it relates to the family line of Jesus. Um, Lists are not particularly exciting to read (laughs) because we don't connect with the people in the lists in the sense of they're not our family. We don't really know these people. Why would there be... um, Uh, several verses committed to listing these names of people. Um, As it relates to Jesus, uh, the Messiah of God, and to Old Testament prophecies that would have outlined certain aspects of his lineage, um, the genealogy of Jesus, the descendants of Jesus matter a lot. And so um, today, in this part of Luke chapter 3, we're in the second half of Luke 3, uh, we'll be in verses 21 through 38 today, Uh, we will be encountering a very long uh, genealogical list of the family line of Jesus. Now, these are primarily male names, um, and um, so we're talking about the male descendants of Jesus and there will be a few names uh, along the way that are of uh, great importance. Um, and so we'll uh, pay close attention to that. Uh, one name in particular <laughs> uh, that we'll be looking for that connects Jesus to uh, prophecies about the Messiah And so uh, today we're going to be reading a list uh, from Scripture of family members in the line of Jesus, and we're going to see the beauty of how that confirms uh, previous uh, prophecies about the coming Messiah. All right, let's pray, my friends, and then we'll get right into the Scripture. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, We're in the home stretch. It's Thursday. And the week is almost done, and we're grateful, Lord God, for the way that we have seen your hand at work this week. Uh, Lord, um, today's scripture is not particularly exciting, uh, but I pray that you would move our hearts as we see your uh, prophecies confirmed in scripture. And uh, Lord, uh, we've said this many times, that scripture is the best interpreter of scripture, And so here once again, uh, we see the way that uh, your word lays out uh, all the truth that we need uh, to put our faith in your son, Jesus. And so, Lord God, give us ears to hear and eyes to see today as we read your word together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Luke chapter 3, verses uh, 21 through 38. When all the people were being baptized... Jesus was baptized too, and as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Matat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, 
the son of Matthias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Ezli, the son of Nagai, the son of Mat, the son of Matthias, the son of Semain, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of Jonan, the son of Resha, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melki, the son of Adai, the son of Kosam, the son of Elm. Elmadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Joram, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Elikim, the son of Maleah, the son of Mena, the son of Mathatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salmon, the son of Nashan, the son of Aminadab, the son of Ram, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Sarug, the son of Ru, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shalah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahaliel, the son of Kinnon, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. <laughs> Quite a list, and along the way, some names uh, that we most certainly recognize. Uh, ultimately, Jesus is the Son of God, but he comes through the line of Jewish heritage all the way back to Adam, and then we stop along the way uh, with Noah, and then Abraham, and then Boaz, you'll remember him from the story of Ruth, and then Obed, and Jesse, uh, the father of David, and then David, and then on into some of his children, and um, on into uh, the line of Joseph. And then uh, there we have Jesus. Uh, quite an interesting thing when we trace his history back. Um, this list makes the case uh, that Jesus' lineage can go all the way back to Adam. Um, and so as far as fulfilling the requirement that the Messiah come from the line of David, um, this list nails it. Uh, there is no doubt that as a child in Joseph's home, Jesus uh, fit the bill um, for uh, being a part of the house and line of David. Um, at the very beginning, we see this beautiful scene of Jesus being baptized and the Holy Spirit descending on him in bodily form like a dove. And then everyone around would have heard uh, the strong voice of God <laughs> speaking from the heavens. How often have we been in places in our own lives where if we just could hear the strong voice of God speaking from the heavens, that would make everything okay. <laughs> and yet, often in our own lives, we don't have these remarkable moments where God speaks from heaven. We have these moments where God speaks in his still small voice through his word, through a brother or sister in Christ, 
his truth into our hearts at just the right time that we need it. And I think in this moment, at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, the voice of God, um, I think of it as the way that I cheer for my kids from the stands at their sporting events. That's my boy. That's my boy. I'm so pleased with him. That's my daughter. I'm so pleased with her. And this is God cheering from the stands, (laughs) the grandstands, if you will. That is my son in whom I am well pleased and whom I am well pleased and whom I love. And um, what a confirming thing. God's voice would be because God knew and Jesus knew where his journey was headed. This beginning moment was cheerful and beautiful. uh, But this beginning moment they both knew was headed to the cross. And the scriptures tell us that while hanging on the cross, Jesus was abandoned by the Father. The Father turned his face away, and he felt it. And in that moment on the cross, Jesus felt that distance, and he felt that separation, which is precisely where we live when we're walking in sin in the far country away from the Lord. And so he's had that experience. And so at the beginning of his ministry, we have this powerful and confirming word from the Father. You are my son. I love you and I'm pleased with you. Because later, watching his son suffer, he would not have the opportunity to speak those words because he couldn't. He had to let Jesus take on the full wrath his full anger towards sin, he had to turn his face away as the sins of all humanity rested on him. He couldn't speak those words despite wanting to in that moment. And so he spoke them now. And I'm so grateful for this passage because it's such a confirming reminder of God's loving presence with his son every step of the way. My friends, God's loving presence is with us every step of the way. There is no moment when his eyes are off of you. There is no moment when his hand is off of you. There is no moment when his love for you is not overflowing into your lives. And so be encouraged today by these words. God is cheering from the stands for your life today and my life today, and he will never stop. God bless you. (laughs) Thanks for hanging in there with me. An emotional one today, but a good teaching. We'll catch up again tomorrow.